Section 34 of Essays on Art. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Essays on Art by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Translated by Samuel Gray Ward. Section 34 Hercules that we may be able to get in some sort a general view of this wide subject let us briefly premise that we take hercules the son of alcmena as sufficient for the artist's purposes and that he need take no cognizance of the remaining mass of fable that has gathered about this name gods and godlike beings are perfect from their birth Pallas springs forth, all armed, from Jupiter's head. Mercury plays the roguish thief before his mother perceives his absence. We must keep this remark in mind in order to prize rightly the following picture. Hercules in swaddling clothes, yet neither in cradle nor swaddling clothes, but freed from his swathes, as we saw Mercury just now hardly is alcmena delivered through the craft of calanthes and the infant swathed after approved nurse fashion when the deceived and implacable juno lets loose at the approach of midnight two serpents upon the child the mother springs in terror from the bed the assistant women after so many days care and anxiety horrified by this new cause of alarm rush hither and thither in their helplessness a wild uproar arises in the highly favoured house for anything they can do the child must be destroyed unless he can at once defend himself without delay he frees himself from the paralyzing rubbings seizes the serpents with dexterous gripe grasping them by the throat just under the head in order to strangle them the struggling serpents draw him after them and the battle is decided on the ground the child is on his knees for the wise artist will exhibit only the strength of the hands and arms these are indeed of godlike force but the knees of the newborn child have to be strengthened by time and nourishment and here we see them bend as any infant would who should endeavour to stand upright hercules on the ground the vital and muscular power of the monsters are giving way beneath the grasp of the childish hand their folds twine languidly on the pavement their heads droop showing a part of the sharp and poisonous teeth their crests fall their eyes are shut their scales lose their lustre the golden purple that glittered amid their spiral movement is gone and their yellow skin is marked with blood to indicate their perfect powerlessness alcmena in her night-dress just as she sprang from her bed stretches out her hands and screams then she becomes aware of the miracle and ceases from her screaming but seems unwilling to believe her eyes the ever-busy women would excuse themselves at each other's expense the father too is aroused ignorant that hostile violence threatens his house he calls together his trusty thebans and hastes to the protection of his household 
His naked sword is raised to strike, but irresolution appears in his eyes. Whether he be astonished or rejoiced, I cannot say. Fortunately, he sees but too clearly that he has come too late to be needed as a preserver. So strange an occurrence demands an interpreter of its high significance, and lo, Tiresias stands in the midst foretelling the exceeding greatness of the hero. He is full of inspiration, breathing deeply and violently after the manner of soothsayers. His true poetic feeling, the artist has brought in night, hovering overhead under a human form as witness of the great event. She bears a torch in her hand to give light, so that even the least of these great beginnings may not pass unnoticed. While we stand lost in wonder, at the consideration how the marriage of fact and poesy unites the outward action with the deepest meaning, we encounter the same subject among the Herculaneian antiquities, not indeed treated in so lofty a style, but still of high value. It is simply a family scene, skilfully imagined and symbolized. Here, too, we find Hercules on the ground, but he has not grasped the serpents in so dexterous a manner. He has taken hold too far back, so that they might bite and wound him at will. The animated action of the mother occupies the center of the picture. She is a noble figure, which the ancients loved to repeat at every suitable opportunity amphitryon sits upon a throne the child and the serpents being born in the struggle near to his feet in the act of rising to draw his sword he is represented in a wavering posture and action opposite to him is the pedagogue this ancient inmate of the house has taken the second child in his arms to shield him from harm this picture is accessible to all and extremely valuable although the weakness of the drawing and treatment points to a higher and more perfect original a third artist as pliny informs us has risen to the highest point in the treatment of this subject assembling all olympus about jupiter to confirm through all time upon the earth the birth and deed of his mighty son the asians in their artistic works as we have often occasion to remark lean to the spiritual idea that nothing demonically great is to be expected without reference both to the higher and the lower at the birth of minerva we saw the same thing and even nowadays at the birth of a child of high rank we see all the great and high about the prince invited to be present to verify corroborate and do honour as an example of the happiness with which the ancients knew how to select the point of interest and separating it from the surrounding circumstances represented by itself i would mention a very small ancient coin of exquisite beauty the surface of which to the outer edge is completely taken up by the figure of the doughty child in conflict with the serpents would that some talented young artist would devote some years of his labours to this subject 
We now advance in the life of the hero, and may remark that too much stress has been laid upon his twelve labours, from the natural desire we feel to see a dozen similar objects collected into one circle, whenever a certain number of succession is spoken of. We find among the other deeds of the hero actions of equal consequence and more pleasing, undertaken of his own free will or by chance impulse. Fortunately, our gallery offers the fairest examples of this sort. End of section 34